For our first message today, we have a split sermon from our pastor, Mr. Steve Andrews, entitled, Single Eyes. Mr. Andrews. I'm looking at the clock since we got a little bit late to start here, so I don't want to get into Matt's message too much here today. I'm trying to pick something that uh, would go well with a uh, split sermon. And a lot of times I like to, to do things that uh, kind of highlight the way I research certain topics and subjects and, and different things. And one of the things that I really like to do is when I find a word that is translated in the scriptures and it, for us it just doesn't seem to, to, to fit I, I, because in the, you, know, you know the English language we use a lot of different words that seem to have the same meaning, same way and, and so when you come across one that the, the translators have, have put into the scriptures that's the time and then you don't really quite understand it that's the time to get out your uh, uh, Cruden's Concordance. Um, Lawrence gave me one several years ago, and I've been so so thankful for that. Or uh, Strong's Concordance, or uh, in the modern age of electronics and iPads and all the different things that are out there, <clears throat> even if you have a phone, you can get all kinds of information from your uh, on on. The, your, you know, Bible, Bible helps uh, on your phone or, or anywhere that you, um, you want to find those things. So that's where I wanted to start today. And there are two places where this one word is only found in two places in the New Testament. And both of them are the same, essentially the same uh, scenario that Jesus is, is um, is teaching. And I'm going to focus on Luke the 11th chapter. So let's, let's go to Luke the 11th chapter. I'll get my trusty iPad out here. And of course, my, uh, my, sermon, my split sermon title today is Single Eye. So I, I think that I might have thrown a little bit off. I hope not. Let's look at Luke the 11th chapter and beginning in verse 33. He says, No man, when he has lighted a candle puts it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body is also full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee is not darkness. If thy whole body therefore be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give you light. So, the word that I focused on was the word single. Someone that's not married is single. I accept a uh, something a single coin from someone. I accept that single coin. 
I have a single dollar bill in my billfold. And it's true. That's all I've got in there. A single dollar bill in my billfold, along with a bunch of extra receipts. But I have a single dollar bill. So when I was looking at this, I had single. It, it, when we think in our English language, we think of something that is single as something um, unique to a certain thing. So let's, let's look at and what I have is a comparison. I can go in and I can punch a button that says compare. So I can go and I can look at several different translations uh, in that comparison. The American Standard Version says, the lamp of thy body is thine eye. And thine eye is single, thy whole body is also full of light. But when it is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. The, uh, let's see, I'm going to get make sure, the contemporary contemporary uh, English version, C-E-V, your eyes are the lamp of your body. When your eyes are good, you have all the light you need. But when your eyes are bad, everything is dark. The easy reader version, E-R-V, the only source of light for the body is the eye. When you look at people and want to help them, you are full of light. But when you look at people in a selfish way, you're full of darkness. And, and, and to me, that one kind of moved away from exactly what, what I think Jesus was trying to point to, but uh, it, it still was one of the translations that, that I have in my, my eSword. And that's what I've been using is eSword. It's kind of a nice <clears throat> thing. It's uh, Rick Myers developed it several years ago, and it's free of charge, and you can download it on just about any, anything. I don't know whether you can download it on a, on a phone. But there's also many apps that you can download on phones. So anyway, uh, con continuing on, the inter uh, International Standard Version, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is evil, your body is full of darkness. The uh, uh, Lexham English Version, your eye is the lamp of the body. When your eye is sincere, your whole body is full of light also. But when it is evil, your body is dark also. And let's see, I wanted to have one more translation here, which is the Williams translation. I'll go back to the Bible, and I'll just read, the, real quickly, just read the, the uh, Williams translation, which I have at the bottom here. Because I, um, verse, um, your eye is the very lamp of your body. When your eye is sound, your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is unsound, your body is full of darkness. So we see uh, several different ways in which the translators have put this particular verse and, and, and have looked at it. So, so what we find in, in the verses here are, are more of a physical uh, representation of what I feel is a very spiritual thing that Jesus is trying to bring across. And, and so what I did, which, which was interesting, I'm going to go back to the King James Version here uh, so that I, I'm, um, I'm reading out of it. What I did is I, had a, I, I went for a search. I, I did a search. And, and I did a search on darkness in the New Testament. So I wanted to see what it, it, it said. And it's interesting, you would think, well, why not light? But in this particular search, it seems like that going to 
the, the word darkness actually was more enlightening in, in this particular instance. So, and it covered the verses that we just, we just talked about. And by the way, uh, Matthew 6, 23 is the same verse that we're talking about here. So, uh, and it's the same word exactly, G5, uh, seven, three. Now, let me just do one real quick thing here. G573. And Thayer's lexicon says simple or single, whole, that's a, that's the second uh, definition that we can use. The third definition is good, fulfilling its office, or sound, and the and a, a 3A on that is of the eye. So Good fulfilling its office and sound of the eyes. So that is haplos, H-A-P-L-O-U-S, or if you know Greek, you can actually have a better understanding of that than I do, which I don't. But anyway, understanding that you can actually dig in and dig deeper and become a little bit more attuned to what the Bible is trying to, to bring across. So, so let's look at these various things here in the area of darkness uh, in the New Testament. Oops, I don't want that. I want the New Testament. You have to punch the right button and you get the right thing here. So let's look. Okay, there's the first one I want to go to is uh, John, the four, first chapter. And I think all of us understand that... Um, come on. John 1, verse 5. And I want to begin in verse, actually I want to begin in verse 4. So let's go there. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it, light, uh, comprehended it night. Not. Remember this, this is uh, the John, the first chapter uh, about the word and, and, and Christ coming. And he is the light. There is a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lights every man that comes into the world. So by going to this, this various thing here, we can actually see. Now let's keep going here in um, verse 10. He was in the world. And the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So by tying those together, we see that Jesus is the light. And... Jesus was always pointing to the fact that he was the light. And there's other scriptures. Let's go to uh, the next one in John, the third chapter. Let's hope this thing's keeping me going here. Come on. Um, come on. This is supposed to be real easy to, to jump in here. John 3. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and that men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. So now, now we've tied a couple of things together. We, we, we see darkness and evil tied together in, in this particular instance. And, 
And we see how that, that um, and Jesus was the one that quoted that. Let's, let's do three, 3.18 first, and then we'll read 3.19 again. Let's see. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19, reading again. And this is the condemnation, that the light is come into the world, and the men and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. So, so everyone that doeth evil hates the light, neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be approved. So let's go now to 8, verse 12. Let's go to John 8, and verse 12. Then spoke Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light. So now he takes on, he begins to expand and explain. I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And I see how we're, we're really developing this understanding of Jesus is the light and, and, and how uh, those that have the light, which is Jesus, in their life, the darkness is not a part of them. They do not walk in that darkness, but shall have the light of life. The next one is John, the 12th chapter. And I have, I think I had, I think I sent him 46, but I think it's actually 35. And it's John twelve thirty five is where I want to want to go, and I I think I sent uh, uh, Brian the forty six. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walks in darkness knows not where he goes. So those that are walking in darkness, you know living in the in evil in their lives, are stumbling, is what the Bible says. They're stumbling around until someone accepts Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and lets that light into their life. They are literally stumbling around in their whole life. And I think everyone that has ever come to, to Christ realize when your mind is open and your heart is open, things seem to be so much different and you see the world in a different way. You're able, with your eyes, with that light that dwells in you, to literally see what's going on in the world and be able to differentiate certain things. Let's go to another one here. I, I marked out some of these, and I want to... <clears throat> let's go to 2 Corinthians this time. Um, there are a lot of various ones that we could go to. For God, verse, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give light 
of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. See how, that, how well that now we've, we've developed. Um, and Paul was able to also develop that, what Jesus was saying. For God who com- commanded the light to shine out of darkness, Jesus Christ, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's a, that, that one verse is very, very beautiful in, in what, it, what it says. And now let's go to um, the next one. Oops, that's not the right button. The next one is 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 14. I think this is one of the ones that I used to get preached at a lot when I was, before I got married. And it was interesting that this, uh, this one scripture always stuck in my mind and it seemed like it was always being uh, talked about a lot. But it is true. Be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? It's, it's, even when the two of us have the light and, and we have that spirit dwelling in us, sometimes it's difficult to dwell together. But if you have someone who refuses to have anything to do with this way and you're, you know, you're kind of fighting with them, you know, sometimes we're, we dwell with uh, ones that they're, they're very pleased to dwell with, so that's fine. But sometimes, um, we get unequally yoked with someone that is not pleased with what we believe and what we are teaching. And so, consequently, this scripture is very important for our young people. Be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light, uh, communion has light with darkness? Understand that as when... God the Father and Jesus Christ begin to dwell in you because of the receipt of the Holy Spirit. You are now one of his children and you are considered a saint and righteous in his sight. Yes, we sin. Yes, we come short of the glory of God. We're working on our lives. But he loves us and he is not going to abandon us. And so he wants us to have the best quality of life that we can have. And some of those things we, we, you know, we, we have to, to understand that. So let's Let's also now go to the next one, which is Ephesians. Ephesians, um, this is Ephesians 5, and there's some extra verses here I want to read, beginning in verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not you therefore partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as the children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So that's what the fruit of the Spirit that dwells in us should be producing. We should have those things. Uh, All goodness and righteousness, and truth. Thy word is truth. The whole word of God is truth. All those things 
that are written in God's word is, is truth. For the fruit of the Spirit, uh, uh, the, uh, verse 10, proving what is the acceptable unto the Lord. And let's see, I want to go to verse 12. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. It's interesting. In the society we live in anymore, a lot of stuff's not even in secret anymore. It's just thrown out all over the place. That for us who are trying to stay away from it, have a hard time getting away from it because it is so blatantly a part of our society today. I keep thinking about uh, our Father and Jesus Christ as they look down upon us and, and, and wondering about the society that um, is, <laughs> was very strong Christian and now becoming more and more the other way. And, and, and it's very difficult to, to see some of the laws that are being passed some of the things that are almost, indel almost written in indelible ink. You know, you can't get rid of it in our society. And so consequently, it's important for us to realize that those are the things that we, we need, the light of Christ in our lives, so that we're able to, to visualize what's happening in the society that we live in, so that we're also able to, to withstand the, the things that are coming. And we stand all of the, the sins and the darkness that is out there. Well, let's go now to Colossians. Let's go to Colossians. Come on. One little, little thing here. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> Colossians, uh, let's see, let's, Colossians 1 and verse 10. 1 and verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all the might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering, with the joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sin if you look at that and you think about that a little bit God already considers us in his kingdom we have that hope as we walk in this society that we are a part of his um, we are his sons. And we are a part of that kingdom. And he loves us. And it's because of the sacrifice of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I look forward to the holy days as we, we, we go through more and more of the scriptures and are filled with the Spirit through those scriptures. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians. I'll just get a couple more scriptures here. Come on. Let's see which one I had. Uh, five. And I want to begin at verse 1. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 1. But of the, day, of the times and of the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. 
For you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as in the travail upon a woman with child. And they shall, uh, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, us, brethren, you and I, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. So the, we have a vision. We have an ability to look and to see what's going on in the world. And we, have, uh, and we have God's promise that as the days get closer and closer, He will reveal things to us and help us to understand where we are in, uh, in the society and prophecy in the last days. So I always have uh, take heart in that and understand that God is uh, working with us. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that are drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and, and a helmet of hope and salvation. For God has not appointed to us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. So we're encouraged by the scriptures in that particular area. Um, I've got just two more here real quickly. And then, uh, yeah. and you see how you can tie these scriptures together, kind of get a better picture of what that word really is kind of giving us a, an understanding of. Um, let's see if I want to go. Let's go to 1 John. Let's, let's skip the one on Peter. Let's go to 1 John. This will be the, the last scripture that I'll I'll do today. This then is the message. This then is the message. What we started out with. <laughs> the single eye. Actually I had eyes but Jesus used a single clear eye. The single eye. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So when we see this word, and we have to go look it up, and we have to think about it and go through, and we see a word like that, it is good to do a little Bible study, to, to work out something on that, that particular area. So this, this word, um, we have this single, perfect light eye that sees all things because we have the light that dwells in us which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. 